Hi everyone and welcome to the August 2023 Men's Link Midweeker, proudly supported by Lenox Volkswagen and featuring Ben Alexander. Men's Link Midweekers are all about discussing the issues facing young guys in the community. Each midweeker brings together people from all corners of the community, business owners, sports people, politicians, community leaders and the community to share stories about how they've been supported throughout their life. Each midweeker features a well-known Canberran talking about their life's journey and the challenges they have overcome to get where they are today. Midweekers are a great way to hear inspiring stories from Canberran leaders, learn a bit about Men's Link and our great work and meet old and new friends in a friendly setting. Hi, Ben Gathercole, Men's Link CEO. Men's Link has been supporting young men in Canberra region for over 20 years through our free counselling, volunteer mentoring and education programs. In that time, we've helped thousands of young guys get through tough times or lonely times with the least amount of pain or harm to themselves or to those around them. We help young guys reach their full potential and become the great adult men that we want to be because we believe everything is possible. If you're a young guy who's looking for some support or you know someone who needs some support or you're a school, head to menslink.org.au to find out more and we hope to see you at Midweeker soon. Remember, if you need help after hours, get in contact with Lifeline 131114 or visit lifeline.org.au. In this Midweeker held in August 2023, we heard from Ben Alexander. Ben is a well-known Canberra figure, having played hundreds of matches in the front row for the Wallabies, Brumbies, Vikings and Owls. And when Ben retired, he was a 72-test Wallaby and all-time games record holder for the Brumbies with 154 caps. Today, Ben is co-founder of the app Alfred, a weight management platform, co-owner of the Doc on Kingston Foreshore, co-founder of Running for Resilience and a Brumbies rugby board member. When Ben retired in 2018, he faced many of the challenges professional athletes face in retirement, losing the identity through which he'd defined his entire life and the structure that made that life what it was. Ben started by talking about how he came to the decision to retire and the challenges he faced once he left a highly structured environment. Here's Ben. I I retired quite suddenly. Uh, I then was pretty keen to maybe play one more year but had a conversation with the Brumbies coach and I I'd had, hadn't had my best season uh, with Dan, Mc, Dan McKellar was his coach his first year and I hadn't had my best season. You know, we'd had our third child and just it was really hard juggling everything and my performance on the field definitely slick. Uh, but then about a, a week before I had that conversation with Dan, uh, my grandmother who I was very, um, very close with, she did, you know, looked after me a lot as, as a young kid with, with both my parents working and, she was diagnosed with terminal cancer and given a month to live and she started giving out some advice uh, to you know, all the family members, told her sister to stop drinking, told my dad to try and get fit, told me to quit while I was ahead with my footy, you know, that I had three young daughters and you know it's given me a lot, but if I kept pushing it and got injured, I'd probably never forgive myself. Uh, anyway, and then so within a week, I had that conversation with Dan and uh, I was like, right, I time to quit while I'm ahead and, and I retired and I hadn't planned hadn't thought about it. I still was, you know, my head's still going to play another year. Um, so that first year was, was really tough. I hadn't really thought about what I was going to do. You know, we had the dock going really well. Uh, I had a passion with with my startup that I was sort of, that was, that was a bit more of a hobby. Um, but I think the thing that's helped me sort of really navigate it most has been writing. So I have a bit of a blog and I just 
right each week. And that sort of just started off the back of uh, a uni assignment just before the pandemic where I had to write an essay, one, one page about Bitcoin. No, it was, it was two paragraphs about Bitcoin and I just really struggled to, like I knew it in my head, but I struggled to like write it down on paper. Uh, and so then, so I had that sort of epiphany and then about I think a week later we went into the first lockdown and it sort of seemed like, oh, you know, I've got a bit of time on my hands, we're stuck in the house, can't do anything. So I was just, I was like, oh, maybe I should start writing a bit. Um, you know, I was pretty stressed as well as we all were that first sort of couple of weeks of the pandemic. You know, the dock had been shut. We were uncertain what was going to happen. You know, we didn't know how deadly the virus was. And so there was a whole lot of uncertainty. So I just started writing and didn't really know what to write about. But um, yeah, I sort of just started writing about retirement and just that, that process really helped me think everything through, like reflect on what a great chapter of my life uh, rugby had been. And that it sort of had come to an end really quickly, even though I hadn't thought about it. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of started writing it through and people would comment and I'd, I'd ask questions, you know, what do you miss most? What do you find hardest? And that process, yes, it's been three years now. I've probably written a blog a week now for, for over three years. And I think what it's boiled down to, the bit that I probably missed the most that took a while to get the, the hang of was, you know, I really miss exercising every day with my mates. That was what you get. I got, I got to do that for a job. I got to travel the world. I mean, that was great, but it was really, it was the everyday going into the office, putting your boots on or going to the gym with your mates and ripping hard and then go home at the end of the day. That was really like sort of the first thing I thought I, I did really miss. And the exercise bit, that's pretty easy. Like, you know, you go to Parkrun on Saturday, go to the gym, you just got to put it in your calendar to get this, the exercise in. And we don't know all about the endorphins that it gives you. Um, and... So started doing that, but then, yeah, I did get pretty lonely during that pandemic part, and that's something I'm very lucky that that Running for Resilience community that Ben sort of alluded to, we might get into Running for Resilience and that. Next, Ben went on to speak about the importance of exercising with mates and how a chance email led to the doc hosting Run for Resilience events. Well, it all, it all stems back to that exercise, exercising with friends. So uh, in that first transitional period where it was really tough, I sort of, you know, rugby had edited and a lot of my close friends, they'd sort of moved on as well. So there wasn't too many of my friends. Um, you know, they'd all had kids, so that was really hard to find time to exercise together. But we'd always do park run on Saturday, 8 a.m. They're all, there's 11 of them around Canberra, there's thousands around the world. And so me and all my mates, we'd send a little message around and we'd go, let's do a park run together, 8 a.m. Sunday, Saturday, sorry, and then go grab coffee or breakfast after. And we sort of were doing that for a while in that first sort of six months when I was, you know, really... Uh, I was struggling a little bit just for that transition, but just having that structure and knowing 8am every Saturday, I'd have a chance to, you know, do some exercise, catch up with my mates if I hadn't seen them all week. And also I was still probably a bit in the in the zone of like, I needed to, I've been playing rugby every Saturday for 25 years, so I needed a little bit of the competitive side of me, needed to be able to get out on a Saturday, so that park run was great, great for me, and um, I think... I did 50. On the 50th, I wrote a little thank you blog in the Canberra, went in the Canberra Times, just saying how, you know, thank you Park Run for giving me a bit of structure and making it easy for me and my friends to catch up and exercise on a regular basis. Anyway, and so a young guy in Canberra was a Brumbies fan uh, by the name of Matt Breen, um, who he's the guy who started running for resilience. He'd lost his dad to suicide 10 years earlier and his mum had just been diagnosed with terminal cancer and he really sort of related to what, I, what, what I'd written 
around, you know, this, you know, during tough times, really needing community and exercise. Sort of they're really getting them together is really um, sort of, I don't know, I think it's a bit of a magic pill for feeling down. It's just going for a walk or a jog with friends. And we see, emailed the doc saying, hi, my name is Matt. Um, read your article, Ben. Would like to, would the doc like to host a weekly run? Or and it's just host a run. And I was like, oh, okay. We replied straight away, yep, no worries. Doc's in. We'll shout everyone a beer and a feed. And then, so we did it the following Wednesday, 6 p.m. Like, so it's on right now. Uh, and we had about 20 people rock up to the first one. And then it's sort of, we're like, oh, got to the end of it. And we're like, oh, this is pretty good. We all everyone had a smile on their face. We did a bit of exercise. We had a beer together, had a yarn. I'm like, oh, let's do it again next week. And then you know, 25 people came the next week. And then it sort of started to build. And then the pandemic hit. And we sort of thought, oh, that's really the end of it. You know, it was, it was nice while it lasted. And, but then, the, you know, with the first lockdown ended and a few of us ran and we posted a picture on social media saying, oh, if anyone's keen, running for resilience is back. And then, by God, it just came flooding back. And now we have, you know, over 250 people come each week. We got to run. So it was originally just Wednesday night. There's now Monday and Friday mornings at 6.15 a.m. It's the same course. And we're about to launch Strolling for Resilience for mums, well, for anyone that either the 6 p.m. or the 6.15 a.m. time slot doesn't work, because uh, we just want to make it, as a group, we've sort of come up with a little mission of trying to make the ACT suicide-free by 2033. Um, and our first step is just trying to make it as easy as possible for as many people as possible to exercise with their friends. Because um, we, you know, if that's what, as a group, I know exercises and everything, uh, around mental health, especially, I mean, I know I'm probably biased as an athlete. Like, I, I just, I need to do some of it. Otherwise, I just start out a bit mad. But just regular uh, movement with friends has just been, it's something our whole community just will preach bloom to a blue and black in the face every day. And at the start of every one, we say, um, you know, running for resilience was started to save lives from suicide. And if you or anyone you know is doing it tough, we believe the best thing you can do is to be active with friends and just keep moving. And so that's, yeah, it's uh, running for Zen's returning four uh, later this year. And we're going to City to Surf this weekend. We've got a group of 50 of us. We've booked a bus and got a little road trip planned. So, Like many of us, morning coffee plays an important role for Ben. And he's often spotted down at Double Shot Deacon with his mates post-exercise. And ultimately, that combination of coffee and mates leads to him feeling happier throughout the day. So I'd sort of got, oh, this Saturday exercising with friends is great. And so I texted one of one of my other teammates uh, who still lives in Canberra. He'd retired, Pat McCabe, who might be speaking. I think you might have him as a speaker later on. Yeah, he, he was younger than me, but he had to retire after breaking his neck three times. He had to retire much younger. So he broke his T1, the, the top vertebra, three times. And uh, Pat and I are very, yeah, very close mates. So he was someone I'd sort of hang out a lot with, even though he'd had He's had twins and, an, and another, like he had three kids in 18 months, sort of similar to us. So we don't get to see each other as often. But uh, when I first retired, yeah, we would start trying to run on a Tuesday morning together. We'd just run from double shot, round parliament, then have a coffee. And just we were trying to do that every week. And then one day the barista who was serving us, he has kids and he used to cam, he used to... Um, he used to run and sort of fallen out of it. And he goes, oh, can I join you guys one day? And we're like, yeah, sure. Come. So he'd start running with us. And then gradually sort of there's this Tuesday dad's group where we let, we've been doing it for four years now, 5.45 a.m. every Tuesday. Um, not everyone turns up every week. 
Um, you know, there's at least two or three of us every week uh, that'll just come, do a trot, have a coffee, and then before we go about our day, and we all know, like, just we feel better during the day. I, and I know I can sit still, I can think clearer, uh, and I'm just happier if I've done something, yeah, done some exercise with some friends, throw in a bit of caffeine or maybe a beer after as well, and it's really there's the holy trinity for feeling for feeling good, I believe. Well, that's yeah, what's close for me. Our midweekers are proudly supported by Lennox Volkswagen. For more than 50 years, the friendly staff at Lennox Volkswagen have been selling and servicing new and used vehicles in Canberra and the surrounding region. Throughout those 50 years, Lennox Volkswagen has been and continues to be a great supporter of the Canberra community, and that includes Men's Link. Whether you need a new SUV, passenger, camper or commercial vehicle, support those who support us. Visit lennockvolkswagen.com.au or head into the showroom at 150 Melrose Drive, Phillip, and let them know that Men's Link sent you. During lockdown, resilience became a bit of a buzzword, but like so many others, it hadn't really been a word used all that often by Ben. But through running for resilience, himself and other runners have come to have a real understanding of what it means. That's probably the best thing that'll come out of that pandemic is we've finally realised like, you know, lockdowns and being shut in your house is not good. It is not good. Like the, the amount of people that, yeah, they lost their weekly habit. I mean, we've got ways to connect online and that, that's good. That's better than nothing, but it just doesn't beat being out in a room, being outside together in, in person. And um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it was really hit home to me. Ben. Like, even with you know, wife and kids, but just being locked up, uh, it wasn't fun. And you know, since well, running for resilience sort of started before the pandemic, but during the pandemic, you know, the word resilience became kind of a bit of a buzzword. I'd never really heard the word before till the you know until Brandy said, oh, "I want to start this one running for resilience." But then it sort of was in the news every day. People talking about resilience, and everyone is resilient, and kind of felt it was getting forced down people's throats. But I think that's because the word actually hasn't been defined that well. And we have a, a weekly newsletter now for Running for Resilience where it goes out Wednesday morning. Um, everyone, we've got you know, a few hundred people on the mailing list and we interview a runner each week and we ask them for their definition. And we'd done about 50 interviews with different runners and we sort of got everyone's definitions together and came up with our sort of community definition of what resilience is. And it sort of boiled down to, you know, we think it's, it's the strength you draw from others. Now, it's the energy and support you get from the teams and communities and families you're a part of when the times are tough. It was then time for questions from the floor. And the first one asked Ben about how he coped during lockdown when he could only exercise for a short period of time outside of the house, but then we couldn't really spend time with others. The first week of the second lockdown, we actually had a running for resilience group. We were all on Strava and we had a challenge uh, where you had your one hour and you had to try and run as far as you could in the one hour. And uh, we, we did it mean, for the first five days and whoever had the most kilometres won a, won a bar tab once we reopened and if you got over the 50Ks, you made it under the Schnitty committee and the Dr. Shady at Chicken City at the end. So we had, yeah, that was, that was sort of a, a fun way and we had like people getting their wives to drop them to the top of the hill so they could run downhill the whole way to try and get their kilometres off. And so we had to try and connect uh, all like, exercise but yeah Strava was a huge tool so if anyone doesn't know it's a social network for people exercising when you go for a run or a walk comes up people can see your routes and kudos and comments and that was huge for us 
Um, even though we couldn't exercise physically together, we were still, you know, giving each other thumbs up, saying great run. Um, and we still, well, that's how our Monday run started, was that a few of us were getting together, because I think you could get up to five, between two or five. I think early on we started meeting Monday at 6 a.m. That was the how the Monday run started, and now it's the, still going from that. So um, couldn't, it was, it was much harder. Park run shut down, I think, for about a year. So missed that, but we just had to create other ways and just exercise in smaller groups. And um, it's just something us all and our friends, yeah, we put it into our calendar each week. It's one of the first things that goes into the calendar is when am I exercising with friends? And that's why running for resilience, we'd seen how well Park Run did that it's 8 a.m. Saturday, no matter what. So people then stop texting each other to organize because it is, we're all busy. It's pretty hard to manage our calendars. So it Park Run being 8 a.m. every Saturday, like it was really reliable. You knew there was that opportunity there. And so when we started running for resilience, we said, right, oh, 6 p.m., no matter what, rain, hail, shine, smoke, snow, from the bushfires, it's on. Um, apart from the pandemic, it's, yeah, it's always been on. So just, yeah, that's, we've just got to prioritise it and, and find a way. The next question asked Ben about how he came up with the idea for his app, Alfred, which aims to make eating better easier for people. I um, was in the Fat Club at Brumby's as most front rowers were, were, unfortunately. And, you know, I'd, I'd try really hard to get fit during the year. And as soon as I'd have some, an off-season, uh, yeah, the off-season, I'd blow out and you'd come back and they'd stick you in fat club. And pre-season was already pretty hard. Uh, but then they'd make all the, the fat clubbers do their even more training. And it, it, was just, it was really crap. But what helped me get out of it was actually tracking what I eat uh, using my fitness power because I just sort of – I never knew how much energy I was eating and how much I was burning. I was just totally clueless. Uh, but going through a period of, of tracking, it just helped educate me. And I was like, oh, okay. And then next thing, got out of Fat Club. And then I've had no issues um, with my weight ever since, really. I've, it's been able to, I mean, I exercise in part of it. So diet, sleep and all that. So um, I'm a huge believer in tracking what I eat. I've done it every, almost every day for eight or nine years now. Uh, but yeah, so friends and family are asking, they go, Ben, you know, how'd you lose your weight? I said, oh, I track what I eat, my fitness pals, the, the app, but they'd all download it and they just found it too much work. So one day I was like, oh, well, um, well, we just make that easier. And so why don't you pay someone to do the tracking for you? So that was the idea. And we partnered up with the nutrition department at UC. So instead of people having to search what they eat and trying to weigh their food, they could just take a photo or just send a text describing it. And we have nutrition students at the University of Canberra use AI or Google to search and do all the nutritional tracking for you. So that was that's Alfred. Uh, we launched it about, well, we've been working on it, yeah, since know, about 2017. It's been slow progress, but now yeah, we've got paying users and that's that's uh, you know, that that's really where I want to be full time. Uh, there's a lot of startups are a bit harder than I ever thought they could be. Probably a bit naive to how hard they were when I got going. I thought, oh, this would be easy. It'll make sense in my head. Um, but actually, yeah, getting out and trying to learn about building a team and um, executing on a plan uh, made many mistakes, but we're, we're slowly getting there. So, yeah, Alfred, it's in the app, app store, the iOS app store. The next question asked about how resilience manifests itself for Ben where there's a tough moment or a period of time that he's facing. Like, I just think... You, you can't be resilient on your own. You really do, like, we look at, you know, Richie McCaw, all these great sports stars, they had teams around them. They had coaches, 
they all had tough times. And I just, I think a lot of our life like in terms of energy, um, not in like, you know, star signs and stuff where, you know, your energy is outside your control. I do think for the most part, how you feel, how much energy you have is in your control. So um, I'm really not trying to look at like, oh, I need to be resilient in this moment. I sort of always think I am more resilient or I am more, um, like we said, resilience is the strength or energy you draw from others. Uh, I always you know, really try and focus on making sure I, my health is as good as it can be by getting a good sleep, eating well, exercising, um, not having too much on my plate. So I've got the energy for when a moment, a challenging moment comes along, I'm, I'm in a pretty good space to handle it. But if I'm tired, stressed out, burnt out, when those moments come along, I just I flip out and can't don't handle it as well as I could have. So I try not to think, you know, what's the tactic to be resilient in the moment. It's I really focused on trying to have as much energy as possible through looking after my health. And then, you know, if I get through my day and it's not too bad, I've got some energy to help someone else when they need a hand. Uh, and I just think, you know, and that's a big thing running for resilience. You know, we talk about everyone trying um, you know, look after their own backyard, get as fit and healthy as they can. And then the moment when someone in the community puts their hand up, now I'm just need a hand, I'm doing a bit tough. Well, you've got a bit of stare energy to help them out. But yeah, a huge believer in, you know, my health is my top priority. More, you know, it's more than any of my wife or my children's, my health is my top priority. Because when I'm, you know, of course, if like, I had to give them a kidney, because you know, they were gonna, I'd give them a kidney, of course. But that's it. Like 99.99% of the time, that's not going to happen. So my health is my top priority and I, because I feel when I'm fit, healthy, in a good state, I'm the best husband I can be. I can help my wife. And then when, and if she's as fit and healthy as she can be, we've got as much energy to be, to be the best parents that we can be and make good decisions and not cut corners and be patient. So I, it just, I think it just all boils down to looking like at life and health in terms of how much energy I have. How am I feeling? And am I doing the things that's going to get my energy up, like you know, sleep, exercise, community, um, hobbies, listening to good music, whatever it is. The final question asked Ben about the importance of resilience of groups versus individuals. Well, I think resilience needs to be viewed as a collective thing, not at it's, the moment we think it's an individual character trait. And I think if, if we see someone that's uh, like we've not deemed as resilient, I'd be thinking, connections are they missing what support are they not getting like that it's not oh they're not resilient it's probably they're not emotionally connected to their communities and teams and families around them uh so 100 percent agree resilience has got to be feared as a, as a group it's a group trait not a group characteristic not an individual character trait Thanks again to Ben for sharing with us at the Midweeker. It was great to hear about how his structures and routines after football have helped him and the focus on energy and its importance in building and maintaining resilience. If you enjoyed hearing from Ben, why not come to our next Midweeker? They are a great way to hear inspiring stories from Canberran leaders, learn a bit about Men's Link and our great work, and meet older new friends in a friendly setting. These talks can go in many directions, so come prepared to hear anything. Midweekers, they're open to everyone, men, women and young people interested in discussing issues affecting young guys in our community. Men's Link Midweekers are a free event and they're held on the second Wednesday of the month at the Statesman Hotel in Curtin. There's no need to RSVP, 
Just turn up from 6pm with the guest speaker to start from 6.15 and you can grab a feed from the Statesman's Bistro before or after the event. And of course, Men's Link Midweekers are proudly supported by Lanark Volkswagen. A reminder that if you're a young guy who is looking for some support, you know someone who is, or you are a school, head to menslink.org.au to find out more about how we can help. However, if you need help after hours, get in contact with Lifeline on 13 11 14 or visit lifeline.org.au. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you in person at a midweeker soon.